We are, uh, for the last time this morning, uh, going to be uh, looking at the Old Testament prophet known as Elisha. So if you have a Bible with you, maybe you uh, would like to turn with me to 2 Kings uh, and chapter 6. Uh, before we dive into the text, uh, I'm wondering how many of you are a bit like me, in so much as you're often looking for things that you have momentarily misplaced. Uh, I'm a few takers already. I'm embarrassed to admit uh, that a lot of the time I'm actually looking for things that I have in my presence on in my possession uh, at the time I'm looking for them. So uh, there have been occasions where I've looked for my sunglasses when they've been on my head. Uh, there have been occasions where I've been searching everywhere for my car keys when they've been in my pocket the whole time. Um, confession time, there's this one occasion where I was speaking to someone uh, on my mobile phone, a uh, phone uh, in my pocket, uh, uh, earphones on, uh, and I, I kid you not, I was talking to this other person, I said, I-, I-, I can't find my phone anywhere. I'm searching, I just can't find it. Anyone relate to this, uh, other than uh, kind of Dave here and myself, or is it just me or-, or the two of us? How many of you would say you're often looking for things that you have misplaced? Okay, the majority of people in the room. Well, what I want to do today is talk about losing something else. It's a good chance for at least some of you, you've actually lost something spiritual in nature. Perhaps some of you, you've lost a bit of your passion for God. Maybe some of you have lost a bit of your joy along the way. Uh, Maybe some of you used to have great faith and you prayed and prayed and prayed and believed God for huge things. But right now, truth be told, you're not praying for much of anything. Perhaps you're not even sure what you believe about all of this anymore. It's like you had something very important spiritually, but somehow, somewhere, you lost it along the way. Really, more than anything else, my hope and prayer today is that you would get back what you've lost. And to help us get to that place, we're going to be looking at what honestly is one of the oddest miracles in the whole Bible. I mean, if you were to look through all the different miracles that Elisha performed over his lifetime, there are some pretty spectacular ones. Uh, There was an occasion he healed this poisoned pool of water, which saved an entire community. Uh, He raised a young boy from the dead. He healed a guy called Naaman from leprosy by getting him to dip several times in a river. He blinded an entire army to give their opponents this stunning victory in a battle. He did all of these significant things the miracle we're going to be looking at today, basically, a student borrows an axe, was chopping down a tree, when the axe head flew off the handle into a river, Elisha throws a stick into the water, and the iron axe head floats up to the surface. Now, I dare say that's pretty hard to do, but we're kind of hearing that story, and we're like, it's cool and everything, but I don't really see what relevance that story, that miracle has to my life. I mean, what on earth has this got to teach me? Well, if nothing else, surely this shows us that God cares about the small details of our day-to-day lives. No matter what you're going through, if you have a headache, God cares. If you've got an exam coming up, God cares. If your car won't start in the morning, God cares about that. If you're on the phone when you can't find your phone, 
Well, God's laughing at you, but he still cares. God cares about even the little things, the small details of our day-to-day life. There's a guy called John Newton, a converted slave trader. He put it when writing about this very passage, not one concern of ours is small if we belong to him. To teach us this, the Lord of all once made the iron to swim. And so, when you are next face to face with a difficulty, a problem, a circumstance that's slightly perplexing, I want you to try and bear in mind that you may well also be in line for a huge discovery. The discovery that God does still love you and he's able to even make iron axe heads float. He can recover the unrecoverable, he can retrieve the irretrievable. All that being said, Let's get down to read the story. And then I want to show you one further lesson I think we can take from this whole episode. Let's pick it up in 2 Kings 6, starting in verse 1. One day, the group of prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told them, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said, and so he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said, and the man reached out and grabbed it. So, that's the story. Now, besides God caring about the little details of our lives, there's one major point I do want you to get hold of today. Here's what I hope you'll see. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. Those of you who perhaps have lost something spiritual in nature, I want you to know that we serve a God who is totally into restoration. He knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. The big question I want to ask you is this, how have you lost your spiritual edge? How have you lost your spiritual edge? Some of you maybe are thinking, well, actually, I don't think I have. And if that's you, Uh, keep listening please, but I celebrate with you. I want to thank God for his work in your life. I want to urge you, keep doing what you're doing right now that keeps your spiritual passion and faith high. But it's my guess that for a lot of us, if we're being completely honest, we'd say there was a time in our life when we were more into the things of God than we perhaps are today. And so I'd ask you honestly to consider this question. How have you lost your spiritual edge. Some of you, you might recognize there was a time where you had a whole bunch of committed Christians around you that encouraged you in the things that mattered most. But when you look around you now, you have some kind of Christian friends, but they're not really building you up in the things of God, and maybe you've lost your edge because of that. Some of you, Perhaps there was a time when you served in the church and you had this thrill of being used by God, making a difference with the gifts that he's given you. And sometimes it was hard, but all the time it was fulfilling. And then maybe you got busy and you stopped. 
And you were going to get back to it one day, but you never did. And now you're missing something because you knew what it was like to be used by God, but now life's pretty much about you and the urgent pressing demands that you're facing. Some of you, maybe there was a time when you were really passionate for prayer. I mean, you'd even get up early in the morning. You'd pray for all kinds of different situations. And now, quite honestly, you may still pray about the the really big things, but the truth is you haven't prayed in a significant way for a long time. Some of you, maybe at one point in your life, you really loved sharing your faith with other people. You had this deep love for those who are outside the family of God. But again, maybe something happened along the way. And even though you used to really try to help others who were without Christ, now you can't even remember the last time you had any kind of spiritual conversation with someone who's not a follower of Jesus. Some of you, you might, when you're really honest, notice that your standards have just eroded a bit. Years ago, you had this kind of strong Christian set of values. You thought, hey, I'm not going to do that because that's not pleasing to God and it's not going to be particularly helpful for me. Now, I don't know, something happened. Maybe you've got a different set of friends. They say, come on, just relax a bit. Have a bit of fun. You're like, okay, okay, just this once. And then before long, you started cutting some corners and taking some shortcuts and doing some stuff that probably you shouldn't be doing. And now you wake up and you wonder, how did I get way over here? I mean, I have no idea what happened to me. I I used to be like this. Now look where I've ended up. How have you lost your spiritual edge? Reality is, it can happen to any one of us because we've got this spiritual enemy whose main mission is to steal, rob, kill, and destroy everything that matters to the heart of God. In fact, I'll tell you now that this is what happened to me soon after moving to plant this church 20 years ago. I had all these ideas that my life would be spent floating from heaven-like prayer meetings to extended ministry times with other church leaders to rich study of God's Word, and the church would just automatically grow by itself and everything would be easy. Well, I didn't realize... <laughs> was I've been called into this incredibly difficult job that just beat the life out of me, and it was unbelievably hard. And if truth be told, still is. What I came to see, with the help of a good friend of mine back then, is that the way I was doing the work of God was in reality destroying the work of God in me. I remember one time, I started praying in a church meeting on a Sunday, a bit like this one, in the middle of my prayer... I realized that I hadn't prayed personally all week. It's like I was praying publicly, but not privately. Now, I'd studied the Bible, but it was only ever to preach. It was never for my own personal devotion. In the middle of that season, God showed me very clearly what had started happening to me. I'd become like this full-time church leader, and in the midst of it all, a part-time follower of Jesus. And the reason other than Andy, it's so quiet in here right now, is because I'm guessing that perhaps some of you can relate to that. It's like you've become a full-time parent and in the midst of that a part-time follower of Jesus or a full-time business person and a part-time follower of Jesus or a full-time student and a part-time follower of Jesus. 
Now, you didn't mean to lose your edge, and there's nothing wrong with all that other stuff, but somehow, somewhere, you lost your edge. You didn't mean to fall back into those old patterns and become addicted again. You didn't mean to drift from the love and intimacy you had with God and just wake up one day empty and just feeling a bit hollow on the inside. You didn't mean to let your motives become corrupted by pride or greed or a sense of competition with others. You didn't mean to end up just pursuing the emptiness of material possessions and stuff. But if you're honest, you'd realise that's exactly what you did. You didn't mean to become a part-time follower of Jesus, but over time that's what happened. Slowly but surely you started losing your spiritual edge. And so, as we look a bit more at this story with Elisha and the young prophet who lost the axe head, who, who, if you like, lost his cutting edge, I want to apply this story symbolically and try and draw out two lessons about how we today can get our edge back. Here's the first one. For starters, we just need to be honest about where we lost it. Be honest about where you lost your edge. In verse 6, Elisha asks, where did it fall? In other words, the axe head isn't gone, it's just in the place where you left it. So where did it fall? And I'd ask you that same question today. Where did you lose it? Where did you start losing your spiritual edge? If you look back, you can probably say, yeah, I I remember when I took that wrong turn, or I made some friends that were probably the wrong friends, or I started dating that person, it it wasn't the best for me. Maybe for you, you you, you dropped the discipline, you used to pray and then you stopped. You used to be devoted to searching for God and His Word, and then you stopped. You used to be a generous giver, and then you kind of got behind and then you just stopped. It's like you used to, and then for whatever reason, you stopped. Maybe you used to be involved in this great life group where others would encourage you and pray for you and minister to you, and, and you'd do the same for them. And then for some reason, you dropped out. Some of you, maybe you got hurt by somebody, someone in the church. You know, like, hey, if, if they're going to act that way towards me, well, stuff the lot of them. I just can't be bothered anymore. And you've allowed your heart to grow hard. It's like you've blamed God over what someone else did. I want to start by being honest about where you lost it. Again, if I'm being honest, here's what happened to me. I started to care more about what other people thought about my spiritual life than I cared about my spiritual life. I cared more about the appearance than I did about the substance and the reality. Won't you be honest? Where have you lost it? Second thing I believe this story would teach us is this. First, be honest about where you lost it. Second, with God's help, take back what you lost. With God's help, take back what you lost because God specializes in helping you find what you didn't mean to lose in the first place. Verses 6 and 7, where did it fall, the man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick, threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head floated to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out 
and grabbed it. With God's help, grab it back. With God's help, take back what you've lost. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we we studied that story about the ditches. Only God can send the water, but sometimes he wants you to dig the ditch. This week, only God can make the axe head float, but he wants you to grab it. He wants you to take back what you lost as he brings it back within your reach. Now, just to tip you off, the moment you start to think, well, maybe just maybe I could get it back. I can promise you this. There'll be a voice in the back of your head that says, oh, no, 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 no. You you can't get it back again. It's been too long. You've gone too far. You've done too much. You, You can never have it back. What's the point? After all you've done, you've totally lost what you could have had. More than anything else, I'm here today to tell you that with God, it's never too late. It's not too late to get back what you thought you could never have again. You haven't gone too far and you haven't done too much because God specializes in helping you find what you didn't mean to lose. If you've become blunted, if you feel as though you've lost your edge altogether, God is both willing and able to restore your spiritual effectiveness. So what does he want you to do? Well, at some point, he's going to make it within reach, maybe even today. What you've got to do is lift it out. It's like you've got to grab it back. You've got to go after it and actually get it. So here's what you do. You simply do what you can do and you trust God to do what you cannot do. Can you make an axe head float? No, you can't do that. But can you lift it out when God brings it within reach? Absolutely you can. Can you switch on spiritual passion and faith just like that? Probably not. You can't do that. But we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. And so, like you are right now, you can put yourself in a place where you hear God's Word, so God can, over time, build your faith again. And you know that God hears and answers prayers. So what you can do is you can choose to pray even when you don't feel like it. You can choose to worship even when you don't feel like it. You you can choose to share your faith with other people, even when you don't know all the answers to the questions that you're asking right now. It's like you can start searching for God again. And when you seek Him, the Bible says you'll find Him. It's simple. You just take back what's available to you. And just by way of an aside, this is very much the thinking behind the summer series that we're launching next Sunday. We're calling it Wish You Were Here, kind of the summer holiday theme. Each week, we're going to show you the practical steps that you can take to get to the place that you would like to be in your Christian life. Among other things, we're going to be looking at wisdom and joy, satisfaction, contentment, generosity, and dealing with doubt. You don't want to miss it. It's all about grabbing hold of what is available to you. 
That's the next few weeks covered. But just to close out this week's message, I love what Revelation 2 verses 4 and 5 say. Jesus here is speaking to a church of people but perhaps where some of us are today. He says this, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. What does he say to do? He says, turn back to me. In other words, repent. Say you're sorry. Come home. Turn away from your sin. Turn from your apathy. Turn from your complacency. Turn back and do what? Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. In other words, if you want what you once had, you've got to start doing again what you once did. Elisha in this story, he threw a dead stick into the water. Prayer, repentance, joining a life group, reading the Bible, these things might seem like a whole bunch of dead sticks to you right now, but use them anyway and see what happens. As one writer put it, God usually goes to work in new ways in our lives through old appointed means. So don't neglect them. And when God causes what you've lost to float to the surface, you reach out and grab it. You do what you can do and trust God to do what only God can do. Trust him to do what you cannot do. As I've already shared with you, this is very much my story. In my youth, I was so passionate for the things of God. I never, ever, ever dreamt that it would go away. Guess when it went away? When I was serving him in the church. When externally, everything looked good. Internally, it wasn't what it once was. And so what did I do? After recognizing it, and that was painful, I went back and did what I did at first. I recommitted to doing those things that brought the passion, the life, the joy, the faith in the first place. I started meditating again on God's Word. I worshipped, not just in contexts like this, but when I was by myself. I went back to relying on the Holy Spirit's power rather than trying to do everything in my own strength. And let me tell you what God did. When I reached out, He brought the edge within grabbing distance and I grabbed it back. Now, I don't know how this applies to you. I I don't know where you are or how you are hurting right now or how far you have drifted, how far you feel like you've gone. But God wants you to know today that you haven't gone too far. He wants to help you get back what you didn't mean to lose.